What's up, Familia? Dayspring here with an episode of Power of X-Men to discuss the X-Men 97 Marvel Legends Wave 2. And would you believe it? I have everyone in this wave except for Gene. Gene, the one figure that I am so excited for, the one figure I want more than anything, and she's the one I don't have. I ordered her off of GameStop and the HasbroShop.com. HasbroShop.com. I don't even know why I bother sometimes with that with that site. They're so behind always. Never makes any sense to me why they they're not the first ones to get it and, and distribute. I mean, listen, I, I'm sure it's a distribution back end channel thing, but I'm like, ah, I always order from HasbroShop.com and they're always the last to get it. But I pre-ordered it with uh, GameStop as well, Gene and Maddie, and that package has been delayed. It, it shipped, but I got a notification last night that it was delayed, so it hasn't arrived yet. But my Amazon pre-order for, for Executioner and Magneto shipped, and they were supposed to come on Sunday, but they arrived this morning, so I was really happy. And then I went to my local GameStop here in in, in Jersey City. I, I'm in Hoboken, so I went to the Jersey City Mall. And the guy has been seeing me every day for like the last week. And yesterday, so funny, yesterday I was on the phone with Sean. And I said something like, why do I even bother coming here every morning? And the guy heard me. So when he saw me today, he's here like, I don't know why you were complaining yesterday. I told you the street day was March 1st. I'm like, I know the street day is March 1st. However, some other GameStops have been releasing them earlier. So I was kind of like ah, embarrassed. So he comes out and he has Cyclops, Nightcrawler, and Maddie, which is perfect. I'm like, oh, this is great, but I'm missing Jean Grey. And he's here like, well, I'm still going through the shipments. I have 30 boxes of shipments and we've been really busy. So just come back later. I'm like, I don't have a later when Jean Grey, this is a figure I want. I'll go out, hire me as a GameStop employee. I'll go to the back and do it myself. But, you know, we my 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 gene is supposed to arrive tomorrow, and I figured I'm going to dedicate an entire episode to just that figure. Would it be fair to put her in this in in this group? Because even if she's the world's worst figure, I'm still going to look at her with some kind of biasness. So I figured today we can go through the other figures. It's so sad. That's how much I love Gene. That's what a crazy Gene stan I am. But. I figured we can go through these other figures, sort of unbox them here together as a familia, chat about them. Let's talk about what we think we're going to see out of these characters in X-Men 97. You know, in the past, we have speculated um, on what, what could be for these characters in, in X-Men 97. But now that we have a little bit more information out there. I think we can we can start piecing together some stuff. So as always, Familia, ring that notification bell. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode of Power of X-Men. If you are listening to us on the podcast, I was told that I need to encourage people to leave reviews. I don't know. I, I don't leave re- I'm a big podcast listener. And unless someone prompts me or I know the person and I know they're trying to build up a podcast, I really don't leave any reviews. So... I don't know. I just like listening to podcasts and stuff like that. I'm very happy with the podcast listens, but should you want to leave a review, whether you like us or not, leave it down there. I always appreciate, you know, objective feedback. I don't like neg I don't like negative coming at you feedback, but I like constructive feedback. Anyways, all right. So I I I opened up the box for 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 Magneto and Executioner. I obviously had to see Maddie 
Scott and Kurt when I was buying them, but I put them in a GameStop bag. I took them out. I took a really quick Instagram, and now I have them here. So I haven't had a chance to really look at them is all I'm saying. So why don't I – I'm going to, like, shuffle them here off screen. You hear it? Yeah, I'm making sure none of them fall. But I'm shuffling them off screen, and I'm just going to pick one. Actually, you know, I should just put them on the floor. Whoop! I know this is so much fun, like pretending I can't, you know, pretending I can't see them. And then like out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, everything's falling. Okay. So I'm going to pick one and then we're just going to take it from there. Okay. Our first figure that we're going to talk about is Magneto. <laughs> oh, I have to say he looks really good. I was on a Zoom with Flink the other night and I was like, wow, that Magneto looks really good. He looks like you can display him in your regular Marvel Legends display shelf. We are bringing the Marvel Legends up here to our Hoboken, New York place. So hopefully in the next coming months, I can have a nice little setup right there uh, with the Marvel Legends because I, I want them displayed. It's been almost two years since I've been able to display all of my Legends because we, we were renovating the Miami place. Okay, so here is Magneto in X-Men 97. He's going to be wearing the purple costume, which is what he wore during his trial against the World Court. I guess we're going to see something similar to that. I mean, Magneto has a lot of crimes to uh, to speak to. The back of the packaging reads, nothing. I don't see a bio here. <laughs> I'm genuinely surprised here. I'm like, wait a minute. Where is this bio? Um, I don't see it. Mm, mm, I don't see. I don't see anything like Master of Magnetism returns. You know, to the X to lead the X Men. Okay, well, we don't see it here. We got a previous Magneto figure in the other X Men ninety seven wave, which is great. Oh, that is a Magneto figure that I I love very very much. So here is the Mag. Oh. Familia, wow. Just look at that. This cape is so beautiful and matted. Oh, the paint apps are absolutely incredible. Sorry. Don't don't look at me. Look at him. Look at that. Look at the detail of that. Flink was talking about this when we were chatting about this figure because he got it as we were recording. The M doesn't look so much as an M as more as his helmet. That's a really nice distinction. We've talked about how Bo has chatted about how every design choice that you see in X-Men 97 is deliberate. I think he looks really good. You know, I, I love, look at the pinless. Look at that pinless bicep. <laughs> look at that pinless bicep. I just love it. We've been collecting Marvel Legends. Again, I've said this before countless times. We've been collecting Marvel Legends since 2002 when the line first started with Tony, Thor, Captain America, and Toad. And I just, I cannot believe how far we've come. I really can't believe. I mean, this mad, I can't get over how beautiful and matted the cape is. I'm like petting the cape. It's a gorgeous cape. Look at that. Ah, let's pop off his head. Looks like his head. It's actually kind of hard to pop off his head because his hair gets caught underneath the cape here. It's a beautiful cape. Ah, oh, the cape just comes off. <laughs> I'm sorry. I went out to Boxers last night with Pedro Minimated and one of my coworkers, and we had a lot of vodka cranberries. So I'm just like, what? What's going on here? This is a hungover review of Marvel Legends. Oh, my God. Familia. Come on. Look at this figure. It's perfect. 
even if you don't like Magneto, even if you don't want this figure, there's no doubt this is objectively a beautiful figure. Beautiful figure. So he has his little somber head there. And then he has his angry, fired up head. Look at that. Arr, I'm so angry. Ah, Xavier left me everything. So that's the thing that we know about in X-Men 97, the last will and testament of Charles Xavier. He left everything to Magneto. Now, I happen to think that the trailer was, in fact, a little misleading. I can't get his head on here. Ah, there we go. I happen to... Wow. It looks so good. Look at that. The somber head and the angry head. You know, there was something that we had talked about with Ryan Ting years ago. I keep referencing this interview we did with Ryan Ting like years ago at this point. But this idea that these heads that like with hero heads, you want them to be a little bit more somber and like neutral. So like, like this, this head right here, you see how like neutral that is versus like a really angry empowered head. I'm glad that we've reached a point where one, I mean, they're equally as beautiful. Look at that. I mean, equally as beautiful heads, but that we can take risks with the characters because the technology and the price point is there where you can, jump and do like a face sculpt like this where he's like angry and powered up. I, I love it. Look at these biceps. I mean, look at the paint apps on this. The purple is beautiful here. It's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. But so what what do I think is going to happen with Magneto in the series? I, I think there was a lot of misleading in the trailer. You know, I, it doesn't make any sense to me that the last will and testament of Charles Xavier would be executed because he very much was alive in going into Shi'ar space at the end of the series. Maybe the X-Men haven't received an update from the Shi'ar, and that's why they've they've said, okay, well, maybe he just died. Uh, maybe because he's off-world and missing, the government has been like, okay, well, he's just dead, right? So because he's no longer on Earth anymore, we're going to classify him as dead. I think it's a good chance that we're going to see him step up and lead the new mutants. But the one thing that I thought was really interesting is that we see, I guess, at the Savage Land, we see a statue of him with Xavier. And my my guess would be that maybe Magneto dies. Because, again, why did they show a coffin in the trailer, right? They showed a coffin in the trailer. If you asked me, I would say... That, that coffin was misleading because they don't have anything to bury Xavier with, right? Because they, Xavier left body and soul with the Shi'ar, right? I mean, and that, wow, even saying that out loud, that's very biblical, isn't it? He left body and soul with the Shi'ar. So even if they wanted to bury him, they, they don't have his body. They don't have anything. So I think the casket is another person who dies. It's another funeral. And I think Magneto is up there for me. I do think Magneto could potentially die, right? I don't know. It's Mag I think of more since New X Men, where Magneto was like, "I've, I've, I've done this cause." Well, Zornito, technically, I've, I've fought this cause, and you know, I'm out of touch with what the youth of today wants. And you know, give me death, make me immortal. I think if you're going to play the route that Xavier is not in the series, you kill Magneto too, and you have these two juggernaut thinkers, philosophers who had different approaches to mutants and mutant acceptance and how to fight you know one was the x-men one was the brotherhood you have them sort of there as these philosophical giants that govern you know that divide the mutant community so he comes with alternate hands as well i think this figure is great this is wow i mean 100 a beautiful figure okay let's do this again too ah off screen 
I did accidentally look. You're going to see my messy bed there. Uh, with Spider-Man sheets. Okay, wait. I looked. I looked. I looked. I looked. I don't want to look. I don't want to look. I don't want to look. Okay. Boom. This next one is Executioner. I am so excited for Executioner. Let me just organize this really quickly so they don't go everywhere. I am so excited for Executioner. Familia, I love this character so much in the comics. Obviously, he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Nate Gray. He was in Marauders. He's been all over the place in the 90s. Fun character to have. What do I think the, the future holds for this character? Again, I was looking for a bio. I don't think there's much to really say. I think we may be getting him as sort of a one-off villain. Um, we've already kind of looked at this figure already when the press photos came out. It's going to be different holding him in our hands, right? Um, but he's going to be part of Friends of Humanity. And, you know, whereas in the comics, he was more of like a rogue agent who, you know, had an arsenal of mutant weaponry. I think he's going to be closely associated with Friends of Humanity, which, sure, that's exactly what you would want to do. Well, look at this gun. He comes. Holy shit. I don't know if this is a new gun or. Wow. Look at the packaging with this gun. Look at that. I'm not quite sure. This seems like a real. Listen, I love this. This. It's very ceremonious from unpacking, but I'm like, why do you have this here? Is there some kind of action feature with it? It just, it seems weird that now after like decades of getting Marvel Legends with guns, now we get a little cap to protect the, the tip of it. Wow, this is a gorgeous gun. I don't know if this is a reused gun or a new gun. I don't know, but damn, this is a great gun. Look at that. Look at that. And I, I don't know what to do with this. I'm like, do I put it off screen? What do I do with it? Look at this. Holy this gun's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. So nice. Okay, he comes with a little tank here. Energy tank, oxygen tank, whatever. He has his spears, which that's that's kind of like a hallmark of this character, right? He is a big 90s, lots of weaponry character. You want him to be loaded up with all these weapons. So I'm glad that Hasbro did this. Okay, moment of truth. I'm going to pull him out. Oh, you know, one thing, the only note I'm going to have for this character is that I do like him with his blue and orange hues. You know, the all black costume here. It's nice. Do not get me wrong. Do not get me wrong. It's nice. But I would have preferred him to look a little bit more like he did in the comics. And because that 90s figure of him is so iconic, um, I would have liked to have sort of seen a through line here. But listen, wow. This is gorgeous. I believe Flink said this also because Flink had him, got him too when we were recording this episode. But Flink was like, can I just be honest about something? And I was like, yeah, go for it. He's like, I don't think that Executioner is worthy of a figure this beautiful. And you know what? I see what I see the point he was making. This is wow. This is beautiful. I'm sorry. I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, look, this is such a beautiful figure. And you're like, you stupid person. Bring it up to the camera. Look at that. Look how clean the paint apps are. Look at this budget. Look how this cape just falls. Look at it, Familia. Oh, my God. Look at this tunic. Layers. We've come such a long way. From that Sentinel series, Mystique, where she had sort of her dress and like the flaps of her dress and, and what was underneath looked more like a diaper, right? Now look at this. Oh, they need to redo Mystique immediately. I know we got the animated series Mystique. 
with the, the Nightcrawler and that beautiful head, but I would be curious to see them do to do Mystique in today's world. And obviously, I love the Walgreens exclusive Mystique. That goes without saying. This tunic is beautiful. Look at the boots. So Lawrence Bain is going to be voicing the character. Lawrence Bain, of course, did Cable in the original series. We are huge fans of Lawrence Bain. We have an episode with him that we will be dropping. So excited for this. I love that Like the little spears have like these pegs. So you can put it right here in the, in the peg hole. Right there. I, I Listen, I have nothing but... Yeah, so that's and you have it for the gun as well. So you can choose which accessory goes on his back. Ooh, I think I just bent it. Be careful with that because look at this. I was trying to get it in there. That this sounds like <laughs> I was trying to get in there, but this this is like sort of blocking it. So I was just trying to get it. Ah, it's kind of, there's no way to not make this. I kind of fell off too. There is no way to talk about this, but okay. The figure looks really, really great. I love it. Oh my gosh, I Familia. This is, we are unworthy of having a figure like this. I agree, again, with what Flink said. Like, this seems like they threw the budget at him. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's going to play. Oh, my God. I wanted to, like, remove his helmet. Because, again, from the Toy Biz figure. I don't know if he's going to play, like, a big role in the on the show. I'd be curious to see where we land with Executioner. Okay, I'm trying to see how they're doing. Oh, Look at that. That's how they display him. How did they get everything there in the back? I'm curious. How do they do that? How were they able to get all of the... All right, we'll figure that out. God, I'm so stupid. I'm sorry that all of you have to see me be this really just lack. <laughs> I lack any sort of talent when it comes to posing figures. Do I put it like that? Boom. I don't know. Whatever. Um... I'm curious to see how they're going to handle him again in the animated series. I think he is going to be a one-off. We love Lawrence Bain very much. We have an episode with him that we're going to be dropping in the coming weeks when X-Men 97 comes out. But I don't expect him to be more than just a one-off character. Sort of where I'm going to end everything. All right. So I have to tell you, right now, both these figures are pretty good. I mean, they, they are amongst the finest Marvel Legends that we have gotten in terms of paint apps, the face technology. I mean, the eyes. Look at the eyes for Magneto. Look at the eyes for Magneto. This is a long way from the eyes we used to get with like Rocket Raccoon Gene, Emma Frost, Misty Knight, a lot of those other characters that like, you're like, oh, we love them so much. You know, the Peter Parker, the ultimate Peter Parker. Like, we're so happy to have these characters, but man, their face technology is just like, it was kind of stagnant. It was kind of like all over the place. So very, very happy with these. All right. Let's see. Which other one are we going to do now? All right. Nightcrawler. Wow. Now, it's funny because I was like, when I was pre-ordering the figures, this would probably be the least one I wanted because it's not that I don't like Nightcrawler. I love Nightcrawler very, very much. But I don't think I need him is what I'm saying. Like, I have, we have the, was it the Wendigo series Nightcrawler? Forgetting which Nightcrawler was that we got in the main Legends line a couple years ago, pre-pandemic at this point. Um, I really like that Nightcrawler. And then we got an animated series Nightcrawler as well. So that Nightcrawler for me is is perfect. I, it's sort of like the definitive Nightcrawler figure. So when I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, it's not a build a figure wave. 
I don't really need Nightcrawler, do I? But I got him. And I got to tell you, based off of like this initial like look, I think he looks also really good. And I'm glad I got him. Now, again, I think sadly, maybe Executioner looks a little bit too animated series to be in the display. But I think um, Trial of Magneto, Magneto, like World Court Trial Magneto looks good enough for a regular Legends display. Wow. Yeah. Mic drop. <laughs> My note. I would have had him come with the sword. I would have had him come with the sword. Instead of an alternate head and two hands, I would have just done the sword. Because this gives an opportunity for those of collectors. I was going to say those of us. When I, did, I got in every Nightcrawler figure out there. Um, this gives an opportunity for collectors who probably missed that Marvel Legends Nightcrawler to tap back in, right? Wow. He looks good. Again, I think this is a this is a nightcrawler you can display on your shelf with the regular team. Wow, look at look at his <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Take that nightcrawler. <laughs> um, we know Adrian House Hughes Hose House. I don't know how to pronounce his name. The original voice actor for Nightcrawler, who we have spoken to on DMs. We've been trying to get him on the podcast. Obviously, it's been hard with, you know, the NDAs and everything they sign. But um, he'll probably be on the podcast, you know, in the coming months because we're so excited for him in the X-Men 97. However, um, he, uh, you know, he's returning as Nightcrawler. He was a perfect Nightcrawler. He is confirmed to be returning. We're a little worried there because some of the original voice cast is not coming back as their original characters. Again, like Lawrence Bain is going to be voicing Executioner and not Cable. And we have a new voice actor for Magneto because, unfortunately, the previous actor had sort of passed. So we have Nightcrawler come in. What what to expect for Nightcrawler in X-Men 97? You know, last time we saw Nightcrawler, he had found out that Mystique was his mom. You know, we have that beautiful scene where she takes the laser bullet for him and she falls off the water and she looks at him and she says prayers. So I would imagine that Nightcrawler will continue to have his journey of self-discovery. I would lean into him being a man of faith. I love that about Nightcrawler. I love that he has a strong faith. I think it's about time that you explore that relationship with Rogue, them being step siblings, and them having a really contentious relationship with Mystique. Will they bring in Destiny? Who knows? I would love them to bring in Destiny. I think... Do, do I think it's a sure bet that they would bring in Destiny? I My knee-jerk reaction is to say, yes, it's a sure bet that they'll bring in Destiny because she's been resurrected in the comics. Mystique and her have been long established to be in a relationship. I don't know where they were at when they did X-Men Blue Origins where we found out that Destiny was actually the one pregnant with Nightcrawler. I don't know where in the production process they were at, if they're going to respect that you know, revised continuity in the series this season. Maybe they'll do it for next season. But I would like to see if I had to, you know, say where I would like to see Nightcrawler pick up. Um, two things. One, explore the Dark Home family, right? That we get so many stories of the House of Summers and the House of M, but there are so many other mutant families that are equally as traumatic and rich for storytelling. You know, the Guthrie's being another, but I think the Dark Home family, I would love 
Give us a dinner scene with Mystique. Give us a dinner scene with Creed, with Irene, with Rogue, with Creed, you know, Graydon Creed. The previous Creed I was talking about was Sabretooth and, and, and Nightcrawler. Get all three siblings in there with all three parents. Let's let's see a very awkward family dinner between Mystique, Sabretooth, Destiny, Rogue, Creed, and Nightcrawler. I would love that. And then the second one, the second thing I would like to see is that seeing Nightcrawler become an active member of, of the X-Men and perhaps even going off and helping to form Excalibur. One of the things that I do desperately want from X-Men 97 is the potential for spinoffs. I would love an Excalibur spinoff. I would love a high-octane Rob Liefeld X-Force spinoff, right? I want X-Men 97 to sort of be a conduit for, for spinoffs. That's the alternate head we get. You know, the thing is, like, I just don't see – I don't – my depth perception here is, like, really bad. I just don't see enough of a difference between these two heads to have merit in the second head. Like, the hair is exactly the same. The hair is exactly the same. You know, he just looks a little – like, his mouth is just open. I don't – does this matter to a lot of you? If you're going to give me, like, alternate heads, I would want it to be a little bit more like how we have it with Magneto here, where it's like you can notice he's visibly, like, angry or ready to fight, whereas here he's being somber. I I will tell you that as long as – I would have been happy with just this head with Magneto and maybe giving him more power effects. I don't know how a lot of people sort of stand on that. Does that matter to you? I. I will tell you, I think alternate heads are really good for characters like Banshee, for characters like Siren, for characters like Mystique. Those are the kind of like the characters I would want to see alternate heads for. You know, something like this with Nightcrawler, I could have passed on this on this head and I and, and the extra hands, and I would have preferred him to have a sword or maybe some kind of bamf effect. But gorgeous figure. Wow. Gorgeous, gorgeous figure. Can't deny it. this was the figure I didn't want. I was like, eh, I think I'll pass on him. Gorgeous, gorgeous figure. I think his hair right here is a little too, like, out there. But that's fine. Maybe he just, like, bamfed in. Look at the shading on that hair. I love the blue shading on that hair. Then look at, oh, again, the, the, the pinless, his costume, the tail, so great. I know I'm harping on the tail because there have been other figures for Nightcrawler, our original Nightcrawler Marvel Legends figure, who, again, I would have said was perfect. I would not have changed him and proudly eat my words because they just get better and better. But his tail was kind of weird. So I'm always fascinated by the, the tails that we get for Nightcrawler. Gorgeous figure, Familia. I mean, listen, what do you want? What do you want? All right. I did see we have two left. Again, we don't have Gene for if you just skipped ahead in this video. We don't have Gene. Gene is coming tomorrow. So I will I will be reviewing Gene separately. Again, given how amazing this line is, there's not going to be – I'm not going to be objective with Gene. I'm going to be like insane. I'm like, that's the best figure ever. So it's not fair. Cyclops! I love this. I love this costume for Cyclops. I love it so much. This costume, the Jim Lee Cyclops – it's always going to be my favorite look for the character. I like the Krakoan. I like the Revolution, you know, the Bendis Revolution, um, Cyclops. I'm always, always going to stand those costumes. But if you, if I had to boil it down to a version of Cyclops that I love, it's going to be 90s Jim Lee Cyclops. So where is Cyclops? 
at this at, at the start of the series, right? Um, well, we know that from previous you know press releases from last year, especially when they were celebrating the X Men. 60th anniversary, which that in of itself, Emil, you know how I feel. I don't think there was a proper celebration of the X-Men 60th last year, but we did get that Zoom and Bo, the Lee Waltz, and Larry were on it. And we kind of got like some follow-up information about the series. We found out that, and by the way, this was very different from the trailer. We found out that mutant acceptance since Xavier had kind of left, the tides had changed, and the X-Men were now contemplating if we're seeing this level of acceptance of being mutants, maybe our mission is sort of subdued. Maybe we can start living a little bit. And part of that was Cyclops and Jean wanting to start a family. The trailer does not show any indication of that. And again, I think the trailer was misleading on multiple levels, and that's why I, I love it. Just like the Endgame trailer, right? The Endgame trailer was completely misleading. I think we we had a very misleading trailer. But Cyclops was front and center in the trailer. He says, to me, my X-Men, he looks so badass in the trailer. I He's still leading the X-Men. I would have said he was going to take a step back. Storm would have stepped up as leader of the X-Men. While Cyclops was more focusing on, on, on Baby on the way. Now, to that very well may happen, but based off of the trailer, it looks like he's still leading the team. And I'm so glad he says to me, my X-Men. Oh, I'm so happy about that. So I think Cyclops is going to be going, look how angry he is. Um, I think he's going to be going through a lot this season. We're going to get into our, our thoughts on, on what is up with Mr. Summers. When we talk about Maddie. I think that he is going to, okay. I'm like trying to put this in here. So you can't put his power effects. I love these power effects for Cyclops. I'm super happy that they exist. I love seeing Cyclops. My, my thing is I would make it a little longer, right? Or just like zigzag, but this is perfect. There's no need. There is no need to to be upset with the, that power effect. I think it's great. All right, let's see him here. Boom. My initial reaction to this figure when I saw it and I was ranting was that he looks kind of goofy, right? I There's definitely a lot better Cyclops figures there. But look how, like, the hair falls in the back like that. I love that. The The hair looks really good. You know, there's not really any shading on it. It's just sort of that brown. It's okay. It's Cyclops. Costume and everything is pretty standard. There is no cell shading on it. Thank God, you guys know how we felt about the self-shading for the BHS figures. It sort of made it look like the character had um, wet himself, especially for Wolverine when you have that self-shading around there. Um, I'm going to stand by that I think he looks kind of goofy. Like, this is kind of like a goofy look for Cyclops. I don't I don't know. This weird, like, half smirk, he looks kind of goofy. I, I, don't know, I think it could have been a little better. There are a lot, plenty of better Cyclops figures. If you're getting this because you don't have a 90 Cyclops figure, I would be like, mm, maybe invest a little bit more and get some of the other Cyclops figures that we've seen out there in the main Legends line. I, I think the BHS Cyclops figure even looks better than this, right? It's okay. I don't know. I, I, I would be disappointed if this was my, my Jim Lee Cyclops figure to display there. So he comes with multiple hands as well. Has power effect and an alternate head. I I don't know what else you could have put with him 
other than what we got here, right? So I'm glad that we have the hands. I'm always going to be a fan of the hands where you can touch, where he can touch his temples and, you know, sort of be like, boom, right there. Oh, this is actually even nicer. I like, I like this better than the two fingers he has here. The two fingers he has here. Ah, let me open this up right here. Yeah, see that there? It's a standard hands. There's nothing new. This is where they saved on money, right? This is Cyclops was the budget figure. Like the 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 budget did not go to Cyclops. He was budgeted. Yeah. Oh man. Wow. But I will say, I love that where he's able to touch his tempos right there. That is great. I would display him with his angry face and his and his power effect going out like that. Standard figure, nothing, nothing need to say. One of the things I will say that I'm glad they fixed because this is the thing with the Marvel Legends Cyclops that we got as part of was it the was it the Warlock Wave one? I think it's Warlock Wave Cyclops, which is my personal favorite. That and the Lovers Three Pack Cyclops, those are my two personal favorite Jim Lee Cyclopses. Um, the belt in the back kind of like unhinges itself, and I'm like, oh, it's so upsetting. And then the the little like uh, rings here kept falling down to his ankles. So in this regard, the belt looks great and the cross belt. So you don't have to worry about it becoming unhinged and you don't have to worry. These are like molded in and they don't fall to his ankles. So I like this quite a bit right there. Love Cyclops. I really do. I love Cyclops so much. Cyclops was right. I argue about this all the time. Cyclops Gene and Maddie were all victims of Mr. Sinister. Jean had her genetic sample taken from her without her consent. She had died, you know, air quote, died during the Phoenix Dark Phoenix Saga, came back to life to find out that a cosmic parasite had stolen her identity and that she had been cloned. Madeline literally was cloned, mind-wiped, and sent off to breed with Cyclops and had absolutely no agency or identity, and people shunned her, and Cyclops got off and left her when he found out that Jean had come back from the dead. And then in Cyclops' case, case, he had witnessed his family die, be abducted by the Shi'ar, be separated by his little brother, went into an orphanage, and was stalked as a kid by Mr. Sinister, who saw him as an adult lose the love of his life, cloned the love of his life, and sent this clone to him with the purpose of just breeding his son and it is a fucked up situation so when people are like oh cyclops was an asshole for walking out on on maddie i'm like yes yes that is a horrible thing that he did to maddie however gene maddie and scott were all victims of mr sinister and speaking of maddie here she is the one the only the goblin queen herself the Inferno herself, Madeline Pryor. Familia, we finally have a Marvel Legends Madeline Pryor. Finally, a Marvel Legends Madeline Pryor. Oh, I could cry. I could cry. And she looks like Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> I think she looks like Bryce Dallas Howard here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well. What do I think is going to be going on with Madeline this season on X-Men 97? I was going to say Power of X-Men. Well, we had Larry Houston on the podcast back when we were doing this as Generations of X. And we talked about how when Gene read 
Cable's mine in Time Fugitives, she saw a red-haired woman, red-haired woman. And we asked, was that supposed to be Madeline Pryor? And Larry Houston was like, yes, that was my intent that it was supposed to be Madeline Pryor. So Cable is going to have ties to Madeline Pryor. Now, I know the gender of Bebe is still not revealed to 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 the public, but I think seeing this Bebe here, right here, I think the baby looks like a boy, and I think that we are holding Bebe Cable right here. So I think this is baby Cable. If it were Rachel, I would imagine the baby would have red hair. Right. I really would imagine the baby would have red hair if it were Rachel. And Rachel has green eyes. This baby has brown eyes. Now, the one thing about, oh, interesting. I was about to say the one thing about Gene is that Gene has green eyes, but in the anime series, she had blue eyes. Oh, what color eyes does Madeline have there? She has green eyes. That's interesting because I didn't think on the promos. Look at this here in the promos. It's coming up green there, actually, on screen. Is it green? It's blue. I, I, I'm I, going to tell you that here it looks, if you look at it hard enough, it's blue. It's an icy blue. The figure, the prototype on the figure right there has it as blue. I know it's really hard to see, but the prototype is blue. But in person, the eyes are also blue. Oh, my God. I'm going crazy here. They looked green to me. How interesting. Wow. That is really, really interesting to me. Okay. Well, so, you know, Gene is supposed to have green eyes in the comics. And in the in the series, she predominantly has blue until the Dark Phoenix saga where she's asking Scott, please, I can't fight the Phoenix every second of every day. Never stopping, not even for an instant. Please do it. Her eyes are green in it. So... I think what we're going to see with Maddie and Gene is that the Gene we are seeing now in the series is pregnant and will give birth to Bibbit Cable and it's going to be Maddie. At some point, Maddie and Gene were swapped out. That's that's the only theory I could I could kind of come up with because you're packaging her with 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 Cable now. I think it's a real possibility that maybe Gene is our Gene and gives birth to Cable and Maddie comes in and sort of throws everyone for a loop and everyone's like, wait, why why, why is this woman who looks like Gene even in existence and maybe she kidnaps a baby, like kind of like a hand that rocks the cradle kind of situation? I, It's not that I think that's too dark for the X-Men because the X-Men have leaned into very dark themes before and certainly Inferno where Madeline's trying to sacrifice a baby is a very dark story. But I don't know, given that already you already have a, a convoluted story that you would add that this clone comes into the mansion and steals baby Cable, you know, in, in, in the middle of the night. I don't know why you would do that. Just streamline the story. You know, the other thing that I've seen online that actually, you know, could actually make sense is that Madeline, this is actually just Dark Gene in the way that Gene was Dark Phoenix, right? This is Dark Gene. So maybe she gives birth to Cable and she's corrupted by the demons of Inferno and we have an Inferno story and that's sort of Gene's journey for the series. I don't know. I don't like that at all because that really negates Madeline as her own character. 
And again, we don't really have anything here to suggest otherwise. But I think given that the Gene figure that we don't have, the only figure we don't have, given that we don't have that figure, but one of the alternate heads with her hair down is sort of a, a, a homage to the Paul Smith, Madeline Pryor hair. I think it's a safe bet that the Gene we are seeing in the trailers is actually Madeline, and it will be revealed that she is a clone of Gene, and Gene was swapped out. That's that's sort of what I'm inferring. I don't know if I would like it if she stole Baby Cable. I don't think I would like it if this is actually Gene, and she's just dark in the way that like Sue Storm went, you know, malice. Right? I would not like that at all. For me, that would be a total disrespect for Madeline Pryor as a character. Um, gorgeous figure. Gorgeous figure. She does look a little cartoony, I'm going to say. She looks a little cartoony. I don't know if I would want to display her with, you know, in my main Legends line. I'd be like, well, there's something about her that just looks off, right? She looks like she's from an animated series. But look at the hair in the back. The hair has a really flat red, to be honest with you. It's a flat red, but it's fine. It's Madeline Pryor. It looks a lot more reddish on camera than it does in person. It's a little, it has a little bit tint of uh, a hue of orangey. There is the evil apple pie that Dwight sort of mentioned when they announced this figure. Well, not this figure, but a Madeline Pryor figure as part of the Engine of Vengeance. They're like, what is this evil apple pie? There we go. It's a little bit more conservative because her look is a little bit more conservative for 97, but that's great. This is how we were able to get the figure in retail. Bibbit Cable looks like all the other Bibbits that we have gotten before, like Baby Hulk. Right? Baby Nightcrawler. Pretty self-explanatory with Bibbit. Wrapped in like a little X blanket. So, again, I think this is Cable. Happy to be wrong. But this, to me, reads as Bibbit Cable, Bibbit Nathan. And I think they are going to try to be more comics accurate, right? Than trying to do, you know, their own story. They have the gift of retrospection. They've seen how these stories have played out. Um, the, the, the paint apps for the cape, gorgeous. No, no complaints for me. What can, what can we say? Look, again, pinless. Look at that. What can we say? Now, someone told me, wow, this Madeline looks like the one that was with Nate during, um, let's see if we can get this off. Oh, oh, we can't get the cape off. Can we? Oh, this is super glued here. It's glued there. I'm not saying it can't not be removed. I just don't want to fudge with it. But that's weird because the the back of the body has a peg hole. So I thought, like, maybe you could take this off. But look, that's sort of glued on there. Well, I don't want to mess with that. But, yes, I do think this does look like the blue suit that Maddie wore when she was with Nate during the 90s. So I think she could be a really great substitute or good pairing with, with Nate. And you guys know I stand Nate. Um, so... The question is, will Maddie stick around? Will she die? What is the story there? Um, I don't know. I, we're going to have to see how things unfold. We do know. So we know that the mutants are experiencing an all-time, based off of the press release, not on the trailer. We know that the mutants are, expre are expressing, are experiencing an all-time high with acceptance. They are, look at her heels right there. So fierce. Great figure. Wonderful Maddie figure. Again, just a little cartoony. And look, notice how they, they make her paler than other people because she's evil and she's pale. <laughs> That's a good design choice, by the way, for a cartoon. For a figure, I would have liked her a little bit more, 
less pale and more a little just like because it's like kind of like a pink pale, right? I mean, I, I, and I've said this as someone who's pale, but listen, she looks great. But the X Men are experiencing more of an acceptance, and you know, Mister Sinister comes to like turn the tides, or something happens that turns the tide. We've talked about this on the podcast before. How? You are experiencing an all-time high with mutant acceptance. Mr. Sinister wants to fudge with that. What do you do? Unleash the Inferno in New York with, with a woman who looks like one of the main X-Men, right? That is how you are going to – you'll do it. Or maybe it's Gene. You know, maybe he corrupts Gene and she unleashes the Inferno. Who knows? What do you guys think is going to happen in X-Men 97? Drop your feels below with these characters. Okay. I'm going to rank these these figures. I'm going to rank these figures. All right? So we have five. This is not including Gene. Not including Gene. My fifth is going to be Cyclops. Again, for what I said earlier in this episode, I think he is a bit goofy looking with the alternate head. Just not my favorite Jim Lee Cyclops. By the way, not a poorly done figure. This is not a criticism on Hasbro or anything. Just... Just like kind of okay. This is a kind of okay figure. Now, it was really hard because these other figures are really good. So now we're going to get, if you had to ask me, this is going to boil down to preference. It's going to boil down to preference. Okay. I'm going to give it number four to Executioner. Great figure. Again, nothing, no, no, no complaints on it. I'm so happy. He's heavy too. Happy we have him. Really well done figure. But I think he's going to be a one-off villain. You know, he's not especially essential to your X-Men display. And if he was, he's not really in his 90s costume. So I'm going to give this number four. Number four. Oh, this is so hard. This is so hard. I don't want to do it. Number three, I'm going to give it to Nightcrawler. Because I think we have equally as awesome Nightcrawler figures out there. And had he come with a more dynamic alternate head and perhaps a sword, I think that would have tipped some stuff more in his favor and make him essential. But I think the other Nightcrawlers we've had are equally as awesome. And if you're going to blow any money, I would go towards that Wendigo series Nightcrawler or the Marvel Legends Nightcrawler. I don't remember if it was Wendigo or not. I should look that up. Let's see. Wendigo series Nightcrawler. Oh, it was a Wendigo series. It was a Wendigo series. Mm. And that came with three heads. And it came with three heads. So, you know. By the way, now looking at these other these alternate heads for Nightcrawler. I mean, they are really good alternate heads. Listen, I really like this. I, I do. After seeing all those other three alternate heads, I like I like these two as well. I don't know if they fit on this on that body. On the Wendigo body, I'm going to have to wait to see. But you have five Nightcrawler heads to choose from, in theory. Good good for Nightcrawler stands out there. Really great. Oh, gosh. Number two is going to be Madeline Pryor. And I don't think she's necessarily the best of the bunch. However, she is a figure all of us have wanted for a very long time. And she is not poorly done at all. I wish we had the grittiness of the Engine of Vengeance Madeline sort of rendered here. You know, again, I think it looks like she is from the animated series. You know, if you would put her in with like some of your other legends, you would look at her and be like, oh, wait a minute. She looks like she's not from that. She doesn't even go here, but she's in scale. 
She has her costume. There's no doubt when you look at her, she is Madeline Pryor. She is someone we've wanted for a very long time. Look at her manicure. She's so evil. She has a black manicure, black nail polish manicure. Her power effects are right there. I thought they looked a little demonic when I initially saw this figure reveal, but they're just your standard, you know, power effect swirls. Yes, this is magic. It's not telekinesis. It looks like it's going to be magic. I'd be curious to see how they're going to tie in Inferno to to Madeline's story. That's a lot of ground to cover on a series that I think is only, what, like eight or ten episodes? That's a lot of ground to cover. Um, gives birth, revealed to be a clone, corrupted by Inferno, reveal Mr. Sinister, and 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 wrap the story. I mean, that is huge. I wonder now, I'm like, wow, is that going to take up the majority of the season? We'll see. And her hands are right there. They're nice hands. I don't think the hands don't have the manicure on them. They don't have the black nail polish manicure on them. Interesting. That leaves number one as Magneto. Listen, Familia, I'm being objective here, right? I mean, of course, I would love more than anything to rank Madeline, Executioner, and Scott as number one, right? That, that, oh, I love it so much. But objectively, this is a gorgeous figure. I mean, again, I'm going to point to the cape. I think you're getting an alternate head. Again, as we talked about alternate heads, I'm like, meh, I don't think every character needs them. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. But I think you do get a variety here if you should want it. And he looks really cool. I love him very much. In fact, I actually want to take Madeline's power effects and give it to him. Look at that. It's beautiful. I, and I think he looks versatile enough where you can put him on your regular Legends display and he doesn't look completely off. You know, you can recreate that iconic scene of him in front of the world court. Looks really good. All right, Familia, let us know your ranking. We're we're going to do Gene, I promise. We will do Gene great. By the way, I have Justice here right next to Madeline. See, like her hues are just very bright. But it's not distract. It's not so distracting enough, right? Not so distracting enough. But anyways, Familia, give us your ranking. Let us know how you feel about these figures. We're going to do Gene tomorrow when we get it. We'll do a special episode on it. But let us know your thoughts below.